earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Welcome to the Uncommon Communicator Podcast. Your hosts, James Gable and Brandon Thompson, are here to bring you enlightenment to the topic of communication. Hi, Brandon. Good morning. Hi, James. Good morning. That felt good, didn't it? I'd sure, it sure did, James. It sure, sure did. You know, just as a rule of thumb, I like to read that exactly how it's written. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's, it's not like you were the one that wrote it or anything. <laughs> and I'd still read it every yeah. time I read it. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I want to have it right. It's okay. I got the script memorized up here. We're good. Do you? Okay, yeah. good. Good, good, good. Hey, speaking of rule of thumb, uh-huh. what in the heck is a heuristic? Just that. It's a rule of thumb. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Would you like to give an exact word-for-word definition? Here, here. Thank you. All right, here, ready? A heuristic is a mental shortcut that your brain uses that allows us to make decisions quickly without having all the relevant information. That's that's correct. Yes, I know. Chris, Chris Ross is very happy that you said that's correct. <laughs> that's correct. Said, or no, that's right. Pardon me. That's right. That's right. You're very happy, not Chris Voss. Well, I'm very happy that I use the Chris Voss that's right to get all the way to the that's correct moment. Anyway, you get the point. Yeah. So... To, to abbreviate or to put into layman's terms of that definition of heuristic, it is a rule of thumb. It is it is something that you use as a guide to make decisions, right? Um, like an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Sort of a rule of thumb, right? Like the, it speaks to eating healthy. When you eat healthy, you tend to not have to go visit the doctor. It's not specifically an apple. Not, not yeah, not specifically an apple, but just like as a general rule of thumb, if you were to eat an apple, because you know apples tend to be like a healthier option. Healthy when you eat healthier options, healthier things happen. Imagine Ooh. that. Well, so why why would we talk about heuristics? I don't know why would we talk about heuristics. Well, because it came up twice in one week. So in our last interview with Felipe, he brought up heuristics, rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. Within that same week, I also heard a podcast where Jocko talked about it specifically heuristics where people will come in with this uh, anchoring heuristic where when you're trained one way, the first time you hear it, you often always refer back to that one. And he would have people come into his platoon who weren't necessarily trained like he would like them to be trained and and do things the way that he wanted them to do it. But they hung on to that anchoring heuristic, which is that rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. So why is this important when it comes to the uncommon communicator? I think it's very important. One, in problem solving, which we do all the time through communication. Mm -hmm. But it also helps us understand other people and to be able to communicate with them where they're coming from, help understand where they're coming from. What rule of thumb are they living and dying by? Yeah. And I should, this is also like a distinction that we should make, especially when discussing uh, breaking other people of their habits, right? Because there is, so you can be taught a rule of thumb, but like none of us actually live by all of our rules of thumb, right? Like another rule of thumb is to get eight hours of sleep. How often do we actually like get eight hours of sleep? Like we all kind of know to get eight hours of sleep, but we tend not to get the full eight hours or we'll cheat ourselves something along those lines, right? And there is a difference between being taught that two plus two is five and then going somewhere else and learning that two plus two is actually four and breaking you of that. I know this is five because I was taught this is five and actually know this is four because it's actually four, right? There's a difference between being broke of the knowledge that you have and then 
breaking a habit or like a heuristic or like a rule of thumb kind of vibe, right? Like, um, another one that I was just describing to you, right? So Starbucks obviously goes through milk because lattes are milk. Uh, Tammy, God bless Tammy has a, has a really solid rule of thumb of just do not order less than two cases at 2%. Okay. Two cases is, uh, six or is 12, 2%, six, two percents to a case. All right. We tend to go through about 12 to 22% in a day. So if you order 12 2% every day, we're not going to run out and we're probably not going to be overstocked. That's just like the rule of thumb. So if you're ever questioning on how many 2% to order, just order two cases and no one will kill you, right? That That's a solid rule of thumb. Now, if I were to go to a, you know, a drive through store where they probably go through closer to 32% a day and I'm like, well, I got my rule of thumb here to tell me to order 12 Dude, I'm probably going to get punched in the face for ordering only 12 in one day. Right? Especially when you run out, right? Right. And so, but like, you know, I should be able to, it's a shortcut that you use to make those decisions, right? I don't want to go through all the math of figuring out how many 2% we used, how many 2% I should order, da, 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 da. So I'm just going to say, eh, I'll go for 12. It's a shortcut, right? I didn't, I didn't take the, uh, like if you have a triangle, right? The, the right angle triangle. I didn't take the, the x-axis and then go all the way up the y-axis to get there. I took the hypotenuse to get there. Yeah, thanks for the math reference. You're welcome. That was good. Well, what It's also Pi Day on Tuesday, last Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, you know, we had to stick another math reference in there. Yeah, Pi. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. 3.14159265. Nice. I didn't think you'd go past four. Oh, well, if you haven't seen the Night at the Museum movie, the second one, where they had the little Einstein bobbleheads, they all just rattle off 3.14159265. Also, Einstein's birthday is March 14th. Of course it is. Yeah. So yeah. his his birthday is Pi Day. Yeah. As anyway, it should be. There, there you go. Whew. All right. So let's talk about some brain science. Let's focus. <laughs> let's talk Real brain science. Day, guys. Here we go. What I thought was interesting, our friends, uh, Kaversky and Kahneman and Tversky, the ones that brought us the bias idea mm-hmm. and cognitive bias and all of those, they really have done a lot of study into the brain science. We learned a lot of that from... Chris Voss, when we looked at negotiations and a lot of those things in helping us understand and communicate with people. Your previous experiences, you know, are your previous experiences and you're going to take them moving forward to help with your decision making process. That's correct. Yeah. And they have done the same thing. This tied in with the idea of a heuristic, you know, rule of using rule of thumb as a basis for this how and why. So they studied it pretty deep. They went into it uh, pretty deep. They came up with a lot of different heuristics. There's a couple that really stand out, kind of like the biases were the same way. You know, we had a couple that really just are ones that are always in play. But looking into the bias or into the heuristics that they looked at, there's a couple, availability and anchoring. Those are the two big ones that we see a lot. We're going to talk about those in detail, but also there's familiarity heuristic. Mm -hmm. You're just familiar, like you just, you, you recognize something, you associate it with it, right? I was like, yeah, because you have the, right, we, we have these previous experiences that create these biases, and then moving forward, we create these, our, our quote-unquote knowns or like our shortcuts, right? Like this leads to this because in the past, it has. Right. And then there's fundamental attribution error. Say that one more time. Fundamental attribution error. Okay. And what is this, James? I don't know. I don't have a detail on it. You're oh. supposed to give it to me. Well, we tried. 
All right, the next one is you representative on your heuristic representative. I was only going to read these. Oh, okay. I wasn't going to go into detail on them, but I figured you had an answer yeah. for all of them. I got it. Uh, um, uh, rule of thumb is I say a word, and then you give me a bunch of information that you learned in college. Oh, okay. And you wow me with well, it. That, that that's will, my rule of thumb. That That's a homework for the Uncommon Communicator listeners is the – which one was it, James? So fundamental attribution error. Let's give some uh, homework. I, I want, yeah, I want a definition on my desk by Sunday – Next week. That's right. Because that's when we're going to record and we're going to look at this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's just only talk about four of them, and then we're going to go review the ones that we actually spent some time okay. uh, studying. But The ones that matter. The familiarity, fundamental attribution error, representativeness heuristic. A lot of these are what they sound like. Okay. They really are. I, I was then, like, are we, are we not a very un, or we're an unimaginative, unimaginative lot when it comes to naming things? That's correct. Okay. And then satisficing. Satisficing? Satisficing. Not satisfying, but satisficing. Nope. Okay. As another heuristic. Can you that, say that five times fast? That, I'm stopping right there. <laughs> so those are other ones. Just to the point of there, just like the biases, there's a lot of different attributes. That's why these aren't that familiar. They're hard to say, apparently. Mm-hmm. But they're they're not as common in our everyday usage of this heuristic. Mm-hmm. So, what's the? You want to talk about anchoring heuristics first? Yeah, I think anchoring and availability. Actually, let's talk about availability first, okay? Because I think anchoring is the probably the most solid one. But let's start. The anchor with, is the most solid one. Let's yeah. say it ain't so, James. Yeah, it really anchors. Oh, and really? you'll find out why in a minute. Okay, hold your breath. <gasps> okay, what what is the availability <laughs> heuristic? It really, you know, again, it's another one of these mental shortcuts that. Exist so people can estimate whether something is likely to occur based on how readily examples come to mind. Mm-hmm. What are some things like that? So I gave the two percent to twelve, or the twelve two percent as an example, right? Like you know, if I I need to order this many two percents because on a regular basis this is how many two percents we're going to go for, right? That is a availability heuristic. What's a heuristic in your line of work, James? An availability heuristic in your line of work. Availability heuristic in my job is people tend to short, they tend to give me longer durations than it really takes for them to do something. Mm -hmm. So I'll put that into my schedule, but not always. And it depends on how that fits out. So I I am accustomed to this guy's always going to be late. These people are going to show up two days late. Those are examples of heuristics, rules of thumb. I know that they're not going to deliver on time. So I'm going to put in my schedule that, unfortunately, that fact that they're not going to deliver on time. Okay. That's actually one of the, as far as construction goes, one of the heuristics that I have heard, or one of the rules of thumbs that I heard is that it's behind schedule and over budget. Yeah, but that's because they haven't used Scrum. Oh, okay. Well, they... Scrum aside, one of the rules of thumbs that I have heard for construction is that it is behind schedule and over budget. Also, probably another rule of thumb. What was your what's your joke about bridges? Not really joke, probably fact about bridges. When you look at a bridge and you say the lowest bidder is the one that built that, uh-huh. or the one that wanted to spend the least amount of money is the one that built that. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe you know that's probably true on most jobs, but that maybe there was one where they're like, ah, we're going to spend a little extra money on the Brooklyn Bridge today. Well, and that can be, I guess that would be a rule of thumb is a lot of times on fixed price projects that we are going to pick the lowest bidder. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we have to come in with a certain budget. So that's probably is a rule of thumb, but but like a lot of, rule of rules of thumb are sometimes we pick best value 
or the fact of the ability to deliver on time as well, too. We've chosen in places trade partners who maybe will be a little bit more, but we know they're consistently they deliver on time. So we know that that cost outweighs the delays that could happen with the unknown. Mm-hmm. All right. What, what else we got? Well, so also in the availability heuristic is the idea of like plane crashes, homicide, shark attacks. We hear about shark attacks, so we assume that you get onto the ocean, that there's sharks in there. We know that there's plane crashes, homicides in a certain area. We create this in our mind, this availability heuristic. We're basing it off the information that we have had available to us, and we're making these type of decisions based on those that type of information. So it's availability Heuristic. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the Brandon Routh Superman movie. Uh, they they go through there, there's a plane that's uh, gonna that takes off and then launches another plane up into space, right? And what ends up happening through you know reasons the the plane that's launching the other plane off into space uh, suffers like engine failure or something like this, right? So Superman comes in, saves the lowest lane, saves the plane, lands it you know exactly where it needs to be landed, and he said and he looks at me and goes, I hope this doesn't turn anybody off of flight travel statistically it is the safest way to travel right there are several people in this world that are afraid of flying um john madden is a great example right was afraid to fly however still statistically speaking more people die from a uh car crash than die in a plane accident every year how many people die from eating a turkey that has like eight legs on it i don't know man Because that was his other thing too. Yeah. But that's a that's a great point. It's things that are easily remembered, those become the availability heuristic, and then we form this opinion on stuff because of that information that seemingly was available to us. Right. How many people don't want to go swim in the ocean because they watched Jaws one through five? Yeah. Four, Back in nineteen seventy. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, as many people as there used to be. No, yeah. But you know, so like things like like those are also the uh, heuristics that you're talking about, right? Like I'm afraid to do this and or I won't do this because of this you know, I, I've seen this and this is a thing, right? And you also, I think it also kind of goes back to bad news kind of thing, right? So when you hear the news reported, we always talk about how it's just like bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news, right? Because that's just kind of what gets reported. That's kind of all you hear. All you ever hear are the people that die, you know, the people that were murdered on South Street or the people, you know, or the people that got ripped off, the banks that do this. But there's also like plenty of other examples of good things happening around, right? Like, a bank did this, you know, somebody saved a cat out of a tree the other day that doesn't get necessarily reported, but all you hear are the bad things. Yeah, that's very true. And even if we do hear some of that after hearing all the bad stuff, we don't, we think it's just fluff, right? Mm-hmm. It's one, one story out of 10. So we still create this idea that all this bad stuff is going to happen on this part of town. Yeah. That That is the heuristic that is, that, that's like the rule of thumb that got created. So with the availability, the other one, which I think is pretty solid, mm-hmm. it's a pretty deep uh, one, which is anchoring heuristic. Uh-huh. This one, I think... Does, is, does it weigh us down? It can weigh some people down, but does, it, does it, it can does also it... secure us okay. from moving like, do we in not... the wrong direction. Okay, so we, that way we don't go far afield? They're actually... It, they they say that through anchoring heuristic, it's actually the one that's most likely to steer us wrong. Okay. And that's why we're going to talk about this one. Because the idea of the anchoring heuristic is this. You are relying on the information on how you first learned how to do something. That's the right way. It could go all the way down to when you're a kid. Well, daddy didn't tell me that or mama said not to do this. But you can go even into some specific you know, job site training where somebody teaches you how to do it wrong. Specifically, uh, this this is an example that Jocko had brought out. You know, just how, how are they cleaning their gun? 
How are they going through those processes that they trained in his platoon? They came in with this different set of stuff. Well, that's the only way to do it. And not only that, you also develop that muscle memory. All that stuff that goes with it, you go in there with this anchoring heuristic that this is the only way to do it. So I'm going to do it that way. And we have a hard time accepting a new process with it. So and this kind of goes back to things change, right? Like there's multiple ways to skin a cat and like the, and things just gradually change. Um, I, I remember I latched on to the, uh, the earplug hole or the, the headphone, like the headphone jack or whatever on a phone. And I didn't want to get a new phone for the longest time because I didn't want to lose my headphone jack because then I have to go buy new headphones and I have to go blah, 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 blah. It's actually so much better when you just have Bluetooth headphones. Isn't that nice? It's yeah. So, it's so great. Well, and I w- think welcome to the other side, guys. You make a great point about that anchoring heuristic is we, we, we as humans like our ruts, right? We like the consistency of just doing something and the habit of doing that. But with that idea of the anchoring heuristic is that you get stuck on that. You, we have to be open to, to accept new ideas mm-hmm. and evaluate them. But because we took the shortcut of this is the only way to do it, I don't want to make any changes. That's one of the ones that really create a problem within ourselves. And by doing that, it could steer us wrong. And this is why I think it's important to train people right. If you train them right, then they will do right things. But if you have the wrong people training and giving wrong information, that wrong information gets passed on to the next person. And at that point, even gets filtered to the next person who's going to make those other mistakes. It's what did you call it? The telephone. It's a a telephone game, right? we, we We talked about how training is just like a really big game of telephone, right? So if one person gets trained wrong and or is told wrong, and that is like their anchoring knowledge, then moving forward, they can get let it, you know, they, then it just, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, and yeah, and anchoring heuristics or anchoring beliefs are, they're, they're very hard to break. Um, cause you, cause these are like, it, it's kind of like the rut that you get into at work and you're like, no, this is what I know. This is how I know how to do it. And why, why would I do it differently? Why would I, uh. Right. If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So why are we fixing it when it's not broken? Yeah. Like what I'm doing works. So let's not do it. And that's part of the issues with those kind of anchoring heuristics is you, you're not open to new ideas, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're stuck on that. That's how I've always done it. And when you're stuck on how you've always done it, you leave no opportunity for innovation. No yes. opportunity for change because there's no, you are, there's no progress. You're stuck. And that's why I think they call it anchoring is that it really mounts you in this or it, it locks you into this one location. And when you're locked in that location, you're not allowed to change it all. And the world's changing around you like Bluetooth headphones. Huh. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much better my gym is now that I have Bluetooth headphones? Probably way better, yeah. right? Yeah. But we all get stuck in those things. And I think that's kind of our our take from this is for ourselves. First, we're going to evaluate ourselves. Mm -hmm. Where am I stuck in some ideas where they may or may not have been the best anchor to anchor at? And sometimes we're not just not only trained wrong or maybe learned it wrong, but we added our own bias in what we wanted to hear. And I've had that happen before where I've said something to somebody and then they went and did it wrong. And they're like, that's what you told me. So they even interpreted it themselves wrong and they were anchored in it. Well, I did it this way because you told me to do it. Mm -hmm. Or even worse, I've heard 
I wouldn't say it was worse. Another story is somebody else told somebody, well, this is the way it's going to be. And to try to get them past that, well, that guy's higher up, right? He made that decision. That's what he said. And at that point, you got a question, is that really what he was said? And then you dig into it, five wise, kind of ask some questions, and you find out that wasn't exactly it. That was his interpretation. He wanted to make a quick decision, put an anchor, plan an anchor, and then that was going to be what he was going to base it on. Because for him, it was easy then being in that kind of gray zone of, Let's come up with some new ideas. Mm -hmm. I like that. So we've talked about how heuristics are like a guy, or or we've talked about how heuristics are shortcuts that our brains have to take to try to make our life easier, right? We talked about how heuristics are rules that we follow because that's what we were taught. That's what we know. That's what we learned, right? Um, So let's kind of dive into the UC moment of the day, James. And what is the UC moment? Well, I believe that it's a lot like the Pirates Code. Ah, Do you watch pirate movies? I've seen a couple of them. They were all rated R. (laughs) They might have been, actually. No, they're only PG-13. Are they only PG-13? Oh, so uh, real quick, just because I can't. How many letters are in the Pirates alphabet? (sighs) Four. Nine. Nine? Yeah. X, R, and the seven Cs. (laughs) Wow. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. You're anchoring some education. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that's enough pirate talk. Well, the one thing we need to understand, and this is our UC moment, when we're talking about rules of thumb, that's the whole idea is don't be anchored in them. Don't be locked in by them. And like the pirate's code, which you taught me today, so Mm -hmm. I'm just repeating your pirate code. That's how I learned, is it's more like guidelines and actual rules. Don't set, say that this guideline, this rule of thumb, you know, it's a, it's a guideline. That rule of thumb is a guideline. Don't make it a set in stone rule or you're going to have that opportunity where you're going to be steered wrong. Yeah, this this isn't a, a live by the sword, die by the sword kind of situation or like a live by the rule, die by the rule kind of deal. There There is there is wiggle room. And right. I believe it should be worked in there like wiggle room. And, and I think that's where a lot of us will go wrong as we create that rule of thumb where we're just, that's the only way to do it. Right. And I think there's other words for that, uh, that don't fit in the idea of the heuristic. Mm-hmm. In this case, you know, those are you know hard set fast rules. There are plenty of those, but the heuristic, the rule of thumb, you gotta have a little bit of flexibility with it. Yeah. Um, so again, for instance, let's just go back to the example of ordering milks, right? The, the rule of thumb was order two cases. There have been several times, actually the rule of thumb is don't order any less than two cases. There have been a couple of times that every single time I do this, I'm like, Tam is going to chew my butt out that I will just order zero, two percent because I've got a crap ton in the back fridge and I don't want any more to come in. And even if I run out of two percent, I'll just go to the store and go pick up something. It's not that big of a deal, but you know. But that kind of thing where, like, I am clearly breaking my – I am making a calculated decision. I am breaking away from the rule of thumb, the heuristic that I have been taught. And it, and it, 90% of the time it works out because I have – I've not used the mental shortcut and I've actually done the math to get there. Yeah. So you got to take a little bit of reasoning in there. you got to use a little bit of mental leverage in there at, at those situations, right? Yeah, you can't go into autopilot and assume that's the hard, steadfast rule. Autopilot doesn't land the plane. So in your case of never order less than 12, even that isn't a hard, fast number. It isn't order 12. It's just don't order less than 12. Don't order less than 12, except, right? And then there's exceptions when you have 47 in the back. In the back, then why would you want to order another 12, right? You're going to start serving cottage cheese back there. Apparently. 
Right? Listen, but these are just the rules. They are guidelines, not actual rules. Right? And, and unfortunately, the, the phrase is rule of thumb. But it's much more of a guideline. Because um, there are some times where you're going to put the extra thought into it and you're going to be like, nope, that's not what I'm doing today. Or there's going to be times where you're like, no, nah, i got to make a quick decision. This is just how we're going to do it. Because I've got experiences that prove that this is a good way to do it. So just kind of reviewing a little bit, and then we're going to nail that uh, UC moment. But we talked about heuristics being that mental shortcuts, right? Problem mm-hmm. solving. We're only going to talk about two that are the main ones, which is the availability heuristic, which is the one we commonly use. I've seen that before. It's events that are easily remembered. The anchoring one, which can likely steer us wrong if we're cemented in that way. We have to be open-minded and be able to make good decisions. And that leaves us with our UC moment of? More like guidelines than actual rules. I like it. That's yeah, what's their homework, James? The homework is to for our uncommon communicating listeners – to look up familiarity heuristic, fundamental attribution error, representativeness heuristic, and satisficing. Go ahead, look those up. You're going to better yourself. And we expect that report on Brandon's desk by next Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I got. That's, that's all I got. See, See you, bye. bye.